Hello witches and greetings. This is Nalaya from the House of Odd and I hope the last couple of weeks have been absolutely delicious. Tonight we are going to be talking about why, why so many decks? Why do us tarot readers have a trunk full of decks? Well, I don't know about any of anybody else, but I have more than one deck for these reasons. You need one to make you feel divine, one to make you feel infernal, and one to make you uncomfortable, because if you're not uncomfortable, you're not likely to make changes in your life, and that's kind of the real currency of life change. Things always change. This will probably be one of many conversations we have about Tarot because obviously I am obsessed my whole life. True story. True story. So much so that when I first discovered my grandmother's cards, my mom and I played tug of war with them. I I think I was like 14. My grandmother had passed. And after, you know, all of this stuff, you, you have like all of grandma's stuff, right? Well, grandma's cards were there. Guess who found them? Yep. Anyway, I think it's important to have more than one deck because your relationship to each of those decks is going to be different and it's going to reveal a different facet of yourself and probably a different facet of anybody else you read. I hope that this discussion is something you enjoy. I hope you all have a wonderful evening. Blessed full moon. So, old Nalaya had some cards. Ha! <laughs> our deck, their deck, everywhere, a deck, deck, literally. But I think that's just true of any tarot reader. Doesn't matter how long or how short you've been reading cards, there's always the ooh factor of the deck that you saw in the window. Clean up in aisle five. Well, one to make you feel divine, one to make you feel infernal, and one to make you uncomfortable. This is what I think that means. This is what that means to me. So, one to make you feel divine, well, that's a little important, especially in dark times. You may not be personally experiencing turbulence or enmeshed in it in any way, but you can see its effects everywhere and in everyone around that turbulence. Using a deck that embodies light and compassion can help you stay focused in holding the light and anchoring it for others. If there's nothing else that you can do to help improve a a distressing and turbulent situation, the best thing you can do is hold light for those who are experiencing that turbulence. 
Light is a thing that is easily spread. It's contagious like smiles and yawns. And other things less savory. It only takes one candle to light many, many others. We have all had experienced moments in our life where our candle has been put out and then reignited. So maybe that light that you are holding is important to another person so that they can be reignited. Having a deck that reminds you of that humanity is divine helps you see that light at the end of the tunnel. And if it's a train, remember this. That light at the end of the tunnel, that train, that's you. You're the train. Eh, okay. So... That's why I think you need to have a deck that makes you feel divine. On to the infernal. So, one deck to make you feel infernal. We've all heard it. We all know it. We all see it. It ain't fair. This is the deck that reaches deep into you and pulls out that heat to write what's wrong. This is a deck that reminds you that all things need fire to live, to survive, to thrive. This deck affirms and shows you how much strength you embody. This deck is that which pushes you to throw away all of the things and all of the reasons telling you you can't. This is also the deck that pushes you to throw your arms up to the faraway heavens and scream, rise. I am coming. I'm coming for all that is mine. That's why you need a deck that makes you feel infernal. Because that kind of energy that needs heat. And of course, we all need a deck that makes us uncomfortable. We may like to keep things contained in boxes for easy access and entropy control. Yeah, those things are great. We love that stuff. But life in boxes does not work out so well. This deck, this is the deck that makes you feel uncomfortable. It's the one that makes you shift inside, recognize something's not quite on par. Something's wrong. Something's off. What is it? For me, that's the South deck. Surprise! Not. But here's, here's the ugly truth. And this is what this deck will do for you. Not one soul will grow and mature if change does not happen. 
changes the real currency in life. Changes the thing that makes things happen. You know, things kind of sit around until, boop, something happens. And then a whole chain of things happen. Right? Well, that's, that's life happening right there. This is the deck that is willing to make you see uncomfortable truths. It walks you right into shadow work and will call you out on your bullshit narratives. And spirits bypassing. Oh, yeah. We all do it. Ew. Yeah. Shadow work. Demon work. Your whole life. It's a process. It's like Shrek, kind of like an onion. You peel it off in layers. Hope you like onions. Well, so that's just three decks. All right. So what if you've already got all those three decks and it's like, oh, I don't just I it's fine. You can have more than three decks. I dare. What's well, fine. So what do you do with all those decks? Well, I don't know about you, but I do lots of things with all of these decks decks. I'm using two and three decks at a time. Usually I've got one left out for my daily journal and tarot prompts. I've got one dedicated solely for just magic workings. That's all it does. It's all this deck does. Well, no, that's not true. I do occasionally read on it, but for the most part, you know, this deck is the one that I use when I want to do a spell. Mostly because it's nice and small and compact and it's beautiful. It's yeah, it's it's magic. It's, I just know, whatever. Um, you can um use these decks just to rotate out as you are experiencing your path. Um, that's that's perfectly acceptable. That's fine. There there are very few rules here in magic. And, and I, I don't know why we've got a lot of people say, you can't, you can't, you must, blah, 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 but, but whatever. Um, whatever works for you, do that. Um, the other thing you can do with the, with all of these decks, and my the broken decks specifically, you know, ones where the, the cat ate the moon card and it's no longer shuffleable or, or somehow, some way the devil card made its way off. And thank God, right? No, just kidding. Just kidding it doesn't it doesn't really help but the, your broken decks your broken decks still have value you can use them for spell work for you know your most spells require only like two or three cards maybe one i've been known to like you know whip just one out and use that card um you can use it for artwork you can use it as you know you know something to give to a friend who is needing that kind of energy. It's, there's all kinds of things that you can do with your broken decks. But the point is, is that as a tarot reader, it's fine. It's fine to have many, many decks. And anybody who tells you that you can't have many, many decks and to be okay, well, you just need to like break up with that person because you don't need that negativity in your life. Just kidding. Just kidding. But the biggest reason why all of these decks is because every single one of these decks represent an aspect of your personality. And being able to have a conversation and understand clearly what is being said from that aspect of your personality is really good shadow work 
and really helps build you as a human being. So don't be afraid of having, quote unquote, too many decks. I don't think it's possible. All right, on all I have really on that, I do hope you have a wonderful evening. Take care of you. Thank you so much for spending a moment with me tonight. I appreciate your time. As we are parting, I actually have a little bit of a tarot game that you can play with yourself to help build some connection with your dad. For this particular exercise, just grab any one of your decks. Go look for your favorite card. When you have got your favorite card, place your hand just above it and focus on the energy between your hand and the card. How does that energy feel? Take mental notes about this. It's like, how does it feel? How how's my body reacting to this particular card? Don't at this point in time, don't even look at the card. Just observe how your body is reacting to the energy in the space between your hand and that card. Okay. Next, you're going to take that card. You're going to shuffle it all into the deck, just like regular, and you're going to divide the deck in two. You're going to hold your hand over each of the deck while trying to remember how that your favorite card felt. And you're going to try to find it. When you think you know which of the stacks your favorite card is in, pull it up, scroll through it, and see if you're right. You'd be surprised. I hope you enjoy that game. I've been playing that game for a long time with myself. And it definitely helps you to get get to know each of the decks that you're working with and how they speak. Well, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so very much for stopping in. My name is Nalaya. I am a fairy witch mother. If you enjoy this, that makes me ever so happy. If you have any witchy questions or concerns or weird things going on that you would like to go ahead and get some feedback on with the craft, definitely reach out to me at somethingoddly.com. Or I'm sorry, somethingoddly at gmail.com. And I will get back to you. You can also follow me on Instagram if you would like to keep up with my random madnesses. And they're random and they're madnesses. So, I hope you have a wonderful evening. May your midnight oot and dawn be delicious. Ciao.
Tuesday, the witch came. Nah.